Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson. Today we are in part two in our conversation on church and community with Phil Scheimer. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. So there's a relational, just in, just in terms of uh, God, you know, God wanting to know his people, obviously the church being a place where the people are striving to know who God is. And like you said earlier, um, the church's relationship with God, but relationship with people. So not only the people trying to know a relationship with God looks like, but also what relationship with each other looks like, which can be messy and tricky. Um, especially because we're coming from a lot of different, a lot of different places. Um, but you met, you mentioned community and that's kind of what community tends to look like a conglomeration, you know, conglomerate of people that, you know, share beliefs, but also have differing, differing beliefs. And so I guess another question might be how, how does that look in practice and how, how is it that, um, that we live out this well, because obviously you know, Christians believe very specific things. And so how do we, how do we live in community and how do we live in unity um, while also leaving space for people that have, have differing sets of, of ideas about, you know, or, or on a different part of their journey with God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, I mean, we've been working through Ephesians and there's a lot of just beauty in kind of laying out some of this, but, um, you know, just this realization that we are in fact one in Christ. And so our unity is based um, not on, you know, us individually, but on what we share in Christ Jesus and, and who he is. Um, and, and so that, that one truth about who Jesus is and our faith in him um, is really the one piece that, you know, no matter what we, the differences that we may have, um, and even the diversity of, of gifts and our personalities, you know, we, we have a unity that can't be broken because of our faith in Christ. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's always important to remi- be reminded of that truth because um, we can, yeah, we can start to, I don't know, look for unity in other things. And, um, but, but he is the one thing that keeps us unified. And, and that's a, that's a, a, a fact, that's a truth that doesn't change. And so, um, but when we start living, you know, in life together and um, have differing opinions, I think one thing, I think one helpful thing here is just um, developing a posture of um, appreciation or gratitude for one another in that, you know, we, we get this image of the body of Christ and recognizing how, Beautiful it is that we do have different members, people of different personalities and skills and gifts, um, and even um, and different opinions. <laughs> it's you know we 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 recognize that we are one in Christ, but we are different in our as as members, and and each part functions to build up the rest of the church in a healthy way. And so, developing a posture of and gratitude, appreciation for the other members and recognizing, yeah, I am not good at being a hand, you know, I'm, you know, a a foot, you know, but I am grateful for the hand uh, who serves me in a way that I just, I can't, I don't know. That's not my personality. That's not my gifting. And so I am blessed by that. 
Um, and, and that's not just our spiritual gifts, but that's, you know, I, I've been so encouraged and challenged by even just different opinions and just recognizing, hey, I may not agree with somebody, um, but there's always something to learn and grow and uh, be challenged by other people's opinions. And, um, and so I can just be grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I like the metaphor of the body, you know, um, at the refuge, we use the Enneagram as a tool. And one of the things I like about the Enneagram, probably my favorite part about it, you know, uh, is just my, at least my experience of it at first was I realized using that tool, right. Is that I was assuming that everybody should be like me and everybody should think like me and act like me. And using a tool like the Enneagram, um, help me realize that like, there's, there's different people, um, which sounds so simple and basic, but like, it's amazing how I was living my life, like judging people. And, uh, based on the fact that like, if you don't see it the way I see it, you're, you know, I'm just kind of writing you off and it's opened up this category that like, yeah, there's going to be differences and they can be celebrated rather than trying to argue what I believe. It's like, why can't I learn from others and believe what I believe? And some things I can take, like you said, just kind of, kind of what I was hearing you say was just, there's things I can, I can, you know, agree with people on. There's things that I can disagree with people on, but we could still, still be in the same community. Um, I think that's a challenging reality though, in the world that we live in, um, where, there's so much fighting and there's so much tribalism. And what I mean by tribalism is like, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't agree with everything in my camp, then I'm going to just write you off. There's not a real celebration of difference. And I wonder if the church can, can be, can be that, you know? Um, yeah. And then and I want, yeah. I wonder if you have any additional thoughts on that. Yeah, I was just going to add that, you know, that that can be the danger of using this family language is that, you know, we we become insular and that we're, we're focused on ourselves and, and only caring for ourselves or only, you know, you, using our family language as a a positioning in, in our society where it's like, hey, we have something y'all don't. And uh, and, and we, we maybe subconsciously even think we are better than everybody else because we have this um, this family that we're part of this, this truth that we, where, um, it really, you know, and, and that's why we're trying to, trying to use this language this year, building a healthy family, because when a healthy family, uh, even taking the church out of it, when you are a healthy family unit and you are, um, individually healthy and all individually, um, you know, supporting, being served and serving in the family, being cared for and caring for the family. When that healthy family unit is functioning, it is a blessing to the world around it. It is, it is not one that is inward focused. It becomes outward focused and, um, and, and purpose driven. And so we, at the church, you know, we were evaluating, okay, how can we continue to be a healthy family? And part of that is we want to, look around the world and say, okay, how are we uniquely gifted to serve the community in which God has placed us? And so it's not just about 
ensuring our health. But as we grow as a healthy church, we become externally focused and mission driven where, hey, God has put us here. Now we understand who we are uh, in our health, at our best health, and we can go move forward and know, okay, how has God uniquely equipped us to meet needs in our community and our neighborhood? And um, that's, it's really exciting <laughs> to be a part of that, actually. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be in part three in our conversation on church and community tomorrow. We'll see you then.